Well, Jack, to start off, uh, you took part in an interesting dinner meeting in New York last week. Uh, if you could share a bit of the background, uh, how it came about, what was it all about? Well, the meeting was uh, a meeting between various religious groups with President Ahmadinejad of Iran. Um, this uh, is a result of 30 years or more of, of uh, Mennonite Central Committee work in Iran with the people of Iran, with the various uh, uh, levels of, of government in, in Iran. And this has resulted in, in the President uh, himself inviting uh, Mennonites and others to a conversation about uh, bridge building and, and peace making. Uh, in the world. And so it's a response to an invitation from the Iranis um, and that's that's why we were there. It was an effort to uh, build some bridges, to continue to build bridges. This is not the first time. To continue to build bridges and to to uh, uh, have an, a response to the President and to the Iranis uh, via uh, the religions of the world. And I guess by way of background, and it, as you were speaking, i just reminded of, of some of the things that I've seen in the uh, Mennonite Church Canada material and uh, Mennonite World Conference material. There have been other uh, dialogues between Mennonites and people from Iran, I believe, through, is it the Khomeini Institute, etc.? This is, this is not new ground. This is not new ground. Uh, as I said, Mennonite Central Committee has been there for at least 30 years. Uh, there's a, there's a, an important connection with the Khomeini Institute. Uh, we've had students studying there. We have an academic interchange with them. Uh, their professors come here. We go there. And uh, in each of these cases, there's always an effort made to, to also relate to, to government and to government officials. And uh, this is an ongoing part of that. In the last few years, it has uh, gone up one notch in the sense of, of including uh, the president himself. Uh, but uh, this, is the, this is just kind of the, the last uh, years of a very long relationship. During the meeting in New York and the days leading up to it, a lot of media controversy. Uh, we even saw it come up in the presidential debates. Uh, what was all the hoopla about? Well, uh, President Ahmadinejad is not uh, well liked, of course, in the West and especially in the United States. Uh, various comments that he has made throughout the years. He is um, understood as a person who has denied the existence of the Holocaust, the, 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 uh, the slaughter of the Jews in, in the Second World War. Uh, he has made statements about wiping Israel off the map of the world. Um, he is accused and they are accused of supporting terrorism and specifically also Al-Qaeda. Uh, of course, the human rights uh, abuse situation in Iran is, is not pure and it's not good. Uh, there is not the level of religious freedom in Iran that, that the West would, would like to see. And then, of course, there's always the question of, of the nuclear potential, whether in fact they are moving toward nuclear weapons or simply nuclear power. So all this litany of, or this list of of uh, 
uh, accusations and also uh, reality, uh, you know, things that, that he has said in the past, of course, make him uh, an extremely controversial figure and is clearly seen as one of the number one enemies of the West and specifically of the United States. Did you experience uh, some of the opposition firsthand? Yes, we did experience a significant amount of the opposition, not within the, the hotel itself where, where the event was held, but across the street from the hotel there was a, a very loud uh, demonstration of, of people behind the, the, the police had, uh, had built barricades or had set up barricades and behind the barricades the demonstrators were allowed to demonstrate with their placards and their chants and, and they also had, were allowed to set up a stage with, uh, with very loud loudspeakers and microphones where uh, spokespersons from many groups came up to the microphones to denounce what was going on uh, or what was going to happen in the hotel in terms of the meeting with, uh, with the president. So yes, we, 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 we felt the opposition, we felt the passion, the insults, and the, um, the, the very, very passionate um, disagreement over what we were doing. So as, as you, you spoke about this, and I just got a sense from the way you described uh, your feelings there, um, it, it almost harkens back to some of the things that we read in the Bible about uh, when people stood up for their faith and what they believed in. They were often tested on that. Uh, did, you, did you get that kind of a sense that it was kind of a, a spiritual moment in that way? <laughs> well, uh, that's a that's a very good question. Uh, the it, it was definitely a spiritual moment. I think one of the one of the difficult things for me or for us as a church is that that the insult and the the passion against us as people as Christians uh, came from fellow Christians and also came from other uh, religious groups. In this case, uh, what we would call the Jewish. Zionist uh, movement and to have Christians speak publicly about Christians in the way that we experience there is is hurtful and um, and and uh, I guess perhaps is somewhat similar to what happened in the Bible at places where it was the controversy was within the religious community itself and um, and that also generated passion and controversy. MCC Executive Director Arlie Claussen was part of the event and she was quoted as saying Jesus ate with the lepers and the tax collectors and in the US right now Iran would be in that category, unquote. You agree with her statement? Well, uh, yes, I think in a sense that is true. Lepers and tax collectors uh, in the time of Jesus were were shunned, they were despised, they were seen as persons that were not not welcome uh, in a particular crowd. So I think uh, in a sense that does describe, if not Iran, at least it does describe uh, the president of Iran uh, in the United States at this point. 
but in a sense, it also goes further. I think um, perhaps the story of Zacchaeus would also apply here, where 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 the story is said that Jesus actually went at the invitation of a sinner and went into his house and ate with him. Uh, that goes beyond tax collectors and lepers. And even beyond that, uh, it is it is connecting with or, or uh, dialoguing with, with what is called an enemy. And so, yes, uh, the president of Iran would be seen as a leper, uh, perhaps as a tax collector, certainly as a sinner, and also as an enemy. And this makes uh, eating with him or meeting with him uh, very controversial in the, in the U.S. How did the president respond to uh, concerns that uh, you put forward about him and his positions, his background, and how he is, is perceived? Did he respond? I should say that the, that the theme of the evening was uh, how can the religions of the world uh, be a vehicle for peace in the world? That was the theme of the evening. And so there were six or seven speakers uh, from various religious traditions including Muslims and Jews and, and uh, Christians and Mennonites and, and um, Zoroastrians who explored this theme of how their particular religion could be seen as a vehicle for peace. Uh, that was a the theme of the evening. The, the president then um, responded to what, what the various speakers had said and his presentation was also quite theological, I would say. He, um, while these, gr these other groups that spoke addressed very clearly and forthrightly some of the litany of, of evil, as so we sometimes call it, that, that is often associated with the president of Iran, uh, the speakers also addressed the possibilities that their particular religious tradition brings to the to bringing peace to the world, and uh, the president in his remarks did not address the particular litany of things very directly. Uh, he also spoke of of the importance of religion in the life of people, and that religion is a vehicle for moral values and for um, for positive values, and. His speech, in his speech, he basically decried the, um, the separation of religion from life that he perceives to have happened in, in the West, especially, where in our schools we cannot teach it, in our universities it is not present, in our politics it's supposed to be absent. And so his point was that, that the very thing that has the potential of generating positive morality and peace, which is religion, is separated from life in the West. And so that was his main point in, his, in the remarks that he made. So he did not address directly questions of the Holocaust or, or of um, religious rights or um, the nuclear issue or something like that. Some of the protesters and uh, writers uh, who covered this event have compared President Ahmadinejad to Hitler and called this dinner a feast with the beast. How does that make you feel? 
Well, uh, one thing is how I feel. Uh, I think uh, the bigger question is what does this say about the church and how, how would a church respond to this kind of thing. The, the placards and the, the, um, the chants of the crowd were, were quite, uh, I would say, vicious. Uh, feast with the beast, uh, don't make peace with the devil, uh, things like that. And, and the Christians that were interested in dialoguing or addressing the president directly about the litany of problems that there are were, were called uh, clueless Christians and Christians that, that are, don't think. Um, in terms of, of comparing him to Hitler, um, clearly the, the litany of, of, of things that I've mentioned earlier are, are, are very serious problems in the world. They're, one should not underestimate and, and, and devalue the, the seriousness which, the, the serious nature of things like war, nuclear potential, lack of re, um, human rights. These are, these are very serious charges. Uh, from my perspective, one of the, one of the accusations that w has always been uh, made against the Christian church during the time of Hitler was that the Christian church did not speak out, that the Christian church did not talk to him, that they did not exhort him, they did not admonish him, that the Christian church was silent. And I think uh, this kind of an event attempts to reverse that, that process. This time, the Christian church wants to speak and does not want to speak only from across the street. Uh, hurling insults. Uh, the Christian church wants to speak to him directly, forthrightly, and say this is not acceptable. Some of these things that you are saying are not acceptable for the Christian church or for other religious groups because the, 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 the admonishment did not come only from Christians. The admonishment came also from the other speakers that were there. And so I think um, the idea that, that um, that he can be compared to a Hitler, if 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 that wants, if 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 folks want to prefer that kind of an image, I don't. But if folks prefer that kind of an image, then then it is important to say this time, the Christians are speaking out, and they are finding avenues to speak out directly to him, not via some third uh, third way. Malcolm Heading of the uh, International Christian Embassy says, those of you Christians who attended the dinner will forever be associated with the appeasement of wickedness. How do you respond to that? Well, I think in a sense uh, I already responded to that. Um, the, the accusation against the church in the, during the time of, of Hitler has always been that the church was silent. The church didn't speak, didn't get involved. This time it is. We are getting involved. We are saying we want to find venues and spaces where we can address this, where we can speak forthrightly and directly to him and to his government and to his officials. Many of them were there, including the ambassador, the Iranian ambassador to, to the United Nations. And 
So this is not appeasement of wickedness. Uh, this is an attempt from a Christian perspective and a religious perspective, again, I should repeat, uh, to address some of the concerns that we see in him and in his, his regime. But then more than that, and, and this is what I, I felt very good about, is to present alternatives to what, what they are suggesting. Uh, alternatives based on faith, based on our understanding of God's will, uh, in our case through Jesus Christ. Uh, one of the speakers was a Mennonite uh, speaker. Uh, she was from uh, Bethel College in Kansas. And she um, did just a marvelous job of, of saying, this is the kind of God we believe in. This is what it means to follow Jesus. This is the alternative to what we see is happening. Um, you know, an alternative of love and nonviolence over, uh, over violent strategies and actions. And, and her presentation was very short. It was only seven minutes. It's available, by the way, if people want to see the text of that. Um, but in addition to, to, to admonishing the president or exhorting or the president about things that, that we know about them, uh, there was a very clear alternative given that, that, that could function as, as, a, as, a, as another way out. And I think uh, that is not appeasement of wickedness. This is uh, identifying clearly that the roads, that paths that we are on are not good and to present a clear alternative that is better for the world and better for the peace of the world. President Ahmadinejad said at the dinner that all divine prophets have spoken of one truth and that the religion of Islam is the same as that offered by Moses. You agree with that? Uh, this is a this is an important question. Uh, there were a lot of religious traditions there, not only the Muslim tradition, the Christian tradition, and the Jewish tradition. There were also Buddhists and Hindus and Zoroastrians and so on. And 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 the point being that um, all the all the religious traditions do have a deep desire for the peace of the world. Um, I think we as Christians, as Mennonites, have often uh, acknowledged and, and we do confirm and, and believe that truth, wherever it is found, comes from God. And whether that truth comes from um, one source or another source as a vehicle of truth, uh, we do have the confidence that if it is truth, it comes from the God that we worship. And if uh, this is what the president was implying, then that is certainly what we would also believe. Uh, that doesn't mean that there are not differences among religions. There are very key and important differences. But um, the kernels of truth, if they are truth, I think we would affirm that they come from the one and only God. The theme of the dialogue was, has not one God created us? The significance of religious contributions to peace. Do you get a sense that the dialogue in New York started us down the road toward peace in the case of Iran? 
It was, in, in, in that sense, it was quite a remarkable event. Uh, the theme, as you indicated, comes from Malachi chapter 2, verse 10, where the prophet uh, talks to the people and, and says that uh, in spite of our differences and in spite of our diversity, we are all created by the one and the only God. And that that needs to form the foundation of building bridges and, and building peace and, and working together uh, and so on. There was a remarkable convergence. Uh, for example, the Jewish rabbi that, that spoke was entirely in agreement with the Mennonite theologian who spoke that the will of God is nonviolence and peace and that peace needs to come not via violent strategies or nuclear strategies or anything like that, that peace needs to come through uh, the application of love and, uh, and nonviolence toward each other. Uh, the Muslim theologian that spoke said exactly the same thing. Indeed, one of the things that, that we joked about later was that the entire room seemed to be full of nonviolent people. Uh, which uh, was remarkable <laughs> for a Mennonite to hear coming from all these various traditions. So did this dialogue start us toward a road of peace? I, I think, I think uh, there is already a road of peace that, that thousands and millions of people are on, and, and this dialogue certainly uh, confirmed and encouraged that road um, within earshot or in the presence of uh, the president of Iran who, uh, who listened very carefully, who heard, heard these, these alternatives, and then who also spoke about his own concerns for peace. Mennonite Church Canada um, is becoming increasingly vocal about the need to hang on to its pacifist roots and to promote peaceful dialogue. Has that thinking faded among the faithful over the years? I, I, would, I would hesitate to say that it has faded. Um, I think because of the context that, that, that Canada is in, we, we, we live in a context of peace, um, social well-being, uh, prosperity, that, that the, the um, urgency of repeating or interpreting the message of, of peace or pacifism uh, has lessened among us. But I wouldn't call that fading of the faithful. I, it seems to me that when we are confronted with particular issues like the issue of, of Iran, uh, all these sense, this sense of, of peace and, and nonviolence and pacifism emerge right to the top, and as you say, we have become increasingly vocal because, because uh, there are so many voices now, including Christian voices, that are, that are saying the opposite, that, that in fact war is the answer, that military resolution is the answer to the world's problems, and even though it's not directly in Canada, uh, we do have a stronger sense that this message needs to be heard one more time among us, but also within the broader society. Mennonite Church, MCC, are taking some heat for their involvement in this meeting with President Ahmadinejad. In retrospect now, 
some days after, was it the right thing to do? I think uh, witnessing to persons in power and teaching and instructing them about the potential of a different path is always the right thing to do for a Christian and for the Christian church. Uh, the Apostle Paul reminds us in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 <laughs> that God's plan always has been that the rulers and principalities and authorities and powers will hear about an alternative path through the church. It's a very clear statement that the task of the church is to instruct the powers in the ways of Jesus. And that's what happened here. That's what we did, that's what, what, what the intention was, and that's indeed what happened. And uh, as such, it is always the right thing to do. Every, every um, opportunity to do that uh, is a good opportunity because this is a message that, that needs to be heard and it needs to be implemented um, seriously uh, at all levels. What role can church constituents play now in nurturing peace through dialogue and, and, and specifically in the case of Iran? Well, one of, the, one of the interesting points I made earlier was how much it hurts to hear Christians insulting Christians uh, in public uh, via loudspeakers and calling them all kinds of names. Uh, this does not nurture peace and I would trust that our church constituents would first of all avoid any of that kind of temptation, that kind of rhetoric to uh, to denounce other Christians as being uh, people who don't think, people who are clueless, people who are, are, are um, uh, partners of, of, of wickedness, uh, people who encourage evil. That kind of rhetoric, that kind of language to talk about each other uh, simply isn't helpful. In fact, it's, it's counterproductive. But more than not talking about that we need to nurture our own imaginations to understand that we shouldn't even think about that, 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 that that's not the Christian way. The Christian way is to be followers of Jesus, to uh, find alternative ways of dealing with enemies, find alternative ways of dealing with tax collectors and lepers and Zacchaeuses in our midst, and um, that our task is, in fact, to continue to be a witness to that. And so I think our church constituents, be they within the family, within the school, on the street, at work, uh, in our nation, uh, there are multiple opportunities to do this badly, and I think there are multiple opportunities to do it well. And my encouragement would be to do it well. It was about a week or two ago, uh, Professor John Sharp of Heston, Kansas, was here in Winnipeg and uh, also in Steinbeck and shared the story about how Muslims reached out to Mennonites more than 100 years ago, offering them the use of their mosque for worship services. Perhaps this dialogue is a continuation of the relationships that started back then? 
Well, I, I, I didn't hear that story that, that uh, John Sharp uh, talked about, but it's certainly an interesting connection, isn't it? The, um, the connection, the Mennonite and, and Christian connections with the Muslim world um, in Iran, in Iraq, and, and in other places of the Middle East and elsewhere uh, is a very important continuing connection. We do have things to learn from them, uh, we have received much kindness and goodness from them, and we also have things to contribute and share with them. And I think uh, part of the, the intention of, of an event like this one in, in New York is to continue to strengthen uh, those bridges, the, the, the building of bridges between us, so that we can lower suspicion among us, uh, and that we can um, understand that we are that, that that we're working together to, for a peaceful world and a more just world and so uh, this story of, of Muslims reaching out to Mennonites and offering them the mosque is a wonderful story of of how how they worked at lowering the uh, the walls of division between us and certainly when we have the opportunity to do that we should also reciprocate that kind of generosity. And so I think this dialogue is a continuation of that kind of relationship, and um, we hope that it, it can continue. Jack, uh, really enjoyed this time with you. Thank you so much for your insights. You're welcome. Thank you for, for your attention and interest in this, in this event.